As we continue to engage in this practice of being present, this practice of cultivating wakefulness, of seeing what it requires from us or what it asks of us to be more fully present in our experience and in our lives, it's it's not unusual that we find it quite hard work, quite demanding, quite challenging and a number of different ways. There's, a, I think, a really lovely story that sheds some light on this process for us. And it involves uh, two characters. In fact, it's a, probably a children's story, really, but uh, nonetheless with some wisdom. Two characters by the name of Frog and Toad. And one day Toad comes down the path to Frog's house and says, come and visit, come, I have something to show you. So Frog rather excited, follows Toad to his house and Toad leads him to the back garden and there is a beautiful uh, bed of flowers, many colours, very beautiful and delightful to look at. And Frog says, oh, how lovely, what a beautiful garden you have. I wish I had a garden like this. And Toad said, sure, you can. I've got some seeds. You're very welcome to plant them. I just need to let you know it's a lot of hard work having a garden. Frog was very excited. He ran ran home, planted the seeds, watered them, and then sat down and looked at the bed where he'd planted the seeds and waited. And in a little while, he started to think maybe... They need some encouragement. So he said, seeds, it's okay to start growing now. And nothing happened. So he waited a little longer. And then in case they hadn't heard him the first time, he said, seeds, you can start growing now. And still nothing happened. And still nothing happened. And Frog sat there looking at the bed where he'd planted the seeds. And he slowly became irritated and frustrated and angry and in the end, couldn't help himself but yelling out, Seeds, start to grow now. I demand that you begin to grow. And uh, as he was shouting in this way, Toad came running down the garden path and said, What's going on? I was just telling my seeds to grow, said Frog. And Toad responded. He said, Oh, Frog, you can't shout at your seeds. They'll get frightened and they won't be able to grow. Frog was very sorry to hear this, felt he'd messed it up. So he sat beside the seeds for a while. And then he thought, oh, my seeds are too frightened to grow. Oh, no, what will I do? So then he remembered when he was a little baby tadpole, his mother used to sing him songs. And that would make him feel good. So... He sang some songs for his seeds, but still nothing happened. Then he remembered his mother used to tell him stories when he was afraid, so he told stories to his seeds, and still nothing happened. This went on for some days. He he played music for his seeds. He danced for his seeds. He did everything he possibly could to entertain his seeds. But in the end, Frog was exhausted. He said, these seeds must be the most frightened seeds ever. I give up. And he lay down to sleep. And he slept 
for two whole days and two whole nights. He was so tired. And then when he awoke, he heard a voice. It was Toad saying, frog, frog, wake up. Look. And there, as he looked, were little green shoots poking through the earth. See, said Toad, now you too will have a beautiful garden. And Frog said, yes, he said, smiling with a relief in his voice. He said, but you were right, Toad. It was a lot of hard work. And this, as I think you can probably hear, the story speaks to us, I think, because we recognize the way in which we engage in so many things in life is not necessarily the most supportive for what we're looking to produce. And in meditation, if we were to describe to our friends how hard a work it is, if they'd never done this before, to just sit on a cushion or a chair and simply pay attention to our body, our breathing, our experience, and begin again whenever we found we'd forgotten or lost contact with that. If we talked about that in terms of how hard it is, most people wouldn't understand that. And there's a number of reasons for this, but one of the elements that we don't see is how we start putting pressure on, how we coerce, how we, in a way, try to make the process happen. And we do this in so many ways in our lives and equally then in meditation. So this practice, we could understand it perhaps as gardeners might understand. that Our work is to prepare the soil. Certainly, we need to add moisture. And the, the process of coming back into our experience again and again, of returning, of reconnecting, of reestablishing ourselves again and again where we are. This is the process of both breaking up the soil and beginning to moisten it as we bring that quality of allowing, of acceptance, of kindliness into the space of our heart, our body, our mind and our experience. This allows a moistening of the soil that becomes softened as we attend to it. When we disconnect, when we don't pay attention to our inner experience, when we're focused outwardly or lost in thinking so much, it's like the soil of our hearts and our very being becomes compacted, dense. It isn't worked, we could say. It's not being worked. As we come back, as we pay attention, as we return and reconnect, and so many times we have to do this, it slowly becomes soft. It slowly allows the moisture of our caring to be felt. And the seeds of our lives are within us already. Our intentions towards wakefulness towards harmlessness, towards goodness and care. These are expressions already of the seeds that lie within our hearts and within our lives and our minds and our very being that will inevitably, naturally and unstoppably begin to grow. But we need patience. And we need perseverance to continue to engage, even if it doesn't seem that so much is happening. And we might understand that all of uh, 
frog's efforts by either yelling at his seeds, trying to get them to grow, or entertaining them in order to somehow encourage them to grow, that this may not have been actually what led to the seeds growing. It's the nature of the seeds amidst the warmth and moisture of the soft soil to begin to express their nature. And so too within us we have the potential for wakefulness, for wisdom, for compassion, for peace and understanding. And these will find their own way to emerge. Our work is to simply give ourselves to the practice as fully, as wholeheartedly as we are able. To not become involved or concerned in measuring, evaluating or analysing how we're doing, whether we're succeeding, but just following the simple principle of the practice. If we keep coming back to where we are, we will inevitably and unstoppably become more established in this. And so much that is beneficial and wholesome flows from this establishing of ourselves where we are more fully, more deeply, more ongoingly. So in the practice today, continuing to use the felt experience of your body, your whole body, its posture, shape and feeling, sitting or standing or however you are, or the particular movement and experience of the breathing, using this, this bodily expression of, your, of the living process of our, of our organism as it breathes, using this as the ground, as the framework to return to, which is always here for us, always available. And allowing ourselves to just pause when we notice something else has come to our attention, not feeling that we need to rush back to the body or the breath. If our attention has been drawn to a sound, just to rest there, to linger a little longer, to notice and feel the full experience of hearing as a sound arises while it sustains for a little while and as it passes away and fades back into the silence, just as all experiences arise and pass. So two sounds come and go, noticing how we relate to the sounds that we enjoy or the sounds we don't like. See if we can make space for it all. And sometimes if we find, if you find that the mind is feeling very in, sort of tight or there's a sense of intensity that isn't supportive, if there's a lot going on in the mind, sometimes it's helpful just to turn your attention to hearing. Not so much listening to a particular sound, but opening to the whole field of hearing in which there are the particular sounds and equally the silence out of which they emerge and into which they return. Beginning to notice that backdrop or that whole field of hearing, of sound and silence. And if you find it useful 
you can rest your attention in this experience for some period of time as a way of being connected, as a way of being present. And in this attending to sounds, just as in attending to the breath and the body, not so much thinking about or conceptualizing the experience, but simply feeling directly what it is that lets you know hearing is happening, the sound arising, that we can't quite locate as being out there or in here. And likewise, the silence that isn't really fixed as something out there, and yet, nor is it entirely in here. Sound moves through that apparent but insubstantial boundary that we create between inside and outside. Just as our very breath moves from what we call inside to what we call outside and back again. And these experiences point us to one of the deep truths of our lives, the inside that we call me and the outside that we call the world, are not somehow separate in the way we imagine them to be. And we don't need to think too much about this. But we can just notice how our experience moves and flows between these different dimensions of our being, our experience, our life. If there are sticky or difficult patterns of emotion or thought, it can be very useful to name them also, as well as noticing them, naming them. If we find ourselves being pulled in again and again, to name, oh, this, this is anxiety. Or this is anger. Or this is excitement. This is delight. Without judging or evaluating or analyzing, just noticing, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, my mind is really busy right now. Oh, okay. Mind is busy. Or my mind's really quiet right now. Okay. Mind is quiet. Without making one into success and the other into failure. Just noticing. The capacity for presence, for awareness, can see each experience just as it is. And it's this quality that we are developing and cultivating. It's this capacity to both rest in the experience and also to see it clearly. Not at a distance, not somehow standing apart from or above or away from our experience, observing it at some kind of distance removed, but to be intimate with our experience, to be touched by it and to touch it equally, to touch our experience with this quality of sensitivity, of wakefulness, of caring attentiveness. And to see that this actually, this is a gift we give. It's an offering we make to ourselves and to our experience and the world to give our attention, to give our life to this moment, 
is to also receive our life in this moment. And in fact, the only way that we do to receive it more fully, more deeply, is to begin to to discover the riches that are here, equally as to be able to discover the ways to meet the challenges it presents. And to be open to both the challenge and the sweetness we might encounter in our practice and our lives. At times one may be predominant, but all of us experience both what is uplifting and what is challenging in our lives and in our meditation. And to sit, to stand, to be present amidst our life is to be both intimate with and unbound by this that we call life. And so we practice simply being where we are, as we are, moment by moment, to see what we may discover and encounter in this journey. So taking a few moments again to consciously connect with the earth with a sense of ground beneath you. Feeling the way your body rises up from that earth, that ground, that solidity beneath where feet or legs or bottom press onto the chair or the floor or the cushion. Upright, alert, dignified human being sitting or standing on the earth. And equally at ease. Relaxed so far as you're able to be so. Not trying to do anything, produce anything or get anywhere. But inviting, allowing and supporting yourself to come more deeply into contact with where you already are and to see this condition, this experience, this moment more fully, more clearly. Allowing the experiences that come to come. Allowing the experiences that leave to leave. Again and again, reconnecting with this simple human experience body sitting or standing on the earth, just as it is, breathing in and breathing out, just as it does. Receiving the flow of life's experience, 
coming and going, just however we do. And being mindful, wakeful and present to this immediacy right here. Just as you are.
for the last two or three minutes of the sitting, just continuing to connect and be present as fully as you are able, right where you are. And as we just approach the end of the meditation, I invite you to just expand your awareness to just bring to mind all of your companions, all of your fellow practitioners in this retreat, sitting, standing, practicing with you at this time. And just including a moment of acknowledgement, perhaps of appreciation or gratitude for the good fortune we have to be practicing with others, to have the support and companionship in our journey. May we all grow together in peace and wisdom in kindness. And may all beings grow in peace, in wisdom, and in kindness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.